continuing today but a little bit differently because I do feel that we've been reaching this uh, we've been going on this aliyah this very clear elevate, elevated state where I don't know if you saw what I sent out last time on the list about the just remi- reminding us what the, who the, the PSS says is part of this chavran that wasn't anyway by the way supposed to mean any like uh, okay guys are you in or out it was just reminding us what the the evolution of this Sefer is all about. And we really reached a very strong Chazak place in this last Ot, this last Yot of, of Ot Yud, of just reminding what, the, what the, the purpose is. And in this next Ot, which is Ot Yud Aleph, what page is it on? Ot Yud 27. It is so, I found it to be so powerful that I wanted, I, I found the translation of it and I have it in English today. Because I wanted us to just see it in English. I want to make sure that there's no words that we're missing out here today and that we don't have to work as hard on, on just basic comprehension as much as working on putting this into the heart. So it's in, you, you can open the Sefer to Ot Yud Aleph that I have here. Um, I have it in English for us today. Thank you so much. I generally don't like to do this because I really feel that there's a, a much greater benefit when we do crack our heads open to try to learn the Hebrew. But once in a while, I remember like three months ago we did this once. Yeah. I'll <laughs> for all of us. Yeah. That is English for me. Jerry, you didn't get it. No. Jerry doesn't need that. I know the Hebrew. You know the Hebrew. <laughs> Jerry's the one who wrote the translation. I'm just, like I told the Chavid, when we learn Reb Shlomo text, I'm sure you guys already scanned half the page when you got it, and that's a problem that we have. That's a problem that we have, because we think that learning is reading, and it's mamish not at all. So if you can, please don't read even one word ahead, only for the sake of making sure that we're going into each word together. And I know it's a taiva, because, hey, it's finally English, I can just understand it. But we're here to do much more than understanding it. We're here to live these words. So this is Ot Yud Aleph. You, you, Benjamin, you, you look at it inside. It's Kimat Meduyak. It's almost exactly, uh, exactly. It's very, very, you know, the person that translated this is a guy that walks these streets here all the time. If you've seen him, you're in the front. He's put out a bunch of swarm. Um, Rabbi uh, Yaakov David Shalman, if you've seen him here, he's also one of Eli Stone's Kavrusas. Um, yeah, actually, it's so funny because he picks up, I don't know if it's a kid or a grandkid in my child, in Ora's Mechina, in Amichai's Mechina. It's, it's, the, it's the guy that's translated Chobos at Talmidim. Even, even better. Yeah. He runs a gun. He runs a Tzaharot. No. That's what he's doing. He, that, that's what and he I, does? I've, I've watched him in the park with kids. Oh, beating, my God. from his beard, from his shoulders. But it makes sense because that was the... Guy, and I'm like, I can't get over But that makes sense because that was the Pia Setzner's whole thing was the yes, Rebbe of the children. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. That's yeah. those the PSS Amazing. He's also the one that also put out. He tra- he did the books of Rev Weinberger in English. 
the four volumes on Oros Atshuva, and he lives right here in the Zayt Shemim. It's very interesting. But anyway, look at Ot Yud Aleph, 11, strengthening holy feeling. Now this might sound a little bit different from the manner in which we were learning a little bit of the text, but just take it for what it is, and let's go slowly, slowly into this. Have, uh, sorry to interrupt my father's uh, yurtzats tonight. Right. Uh, brother, Absolutely. How many years? Uh, 37. Long time. We have many feelings that flow in a weak and shallow manner. Isn't that amazing? That first line. We have many feelings that flow in a weak and shallow manner. What does that mean? We don't internalize it. They don't take them down. They do flow. Yeah, just on the surface. They do flow. We have many. If we broaden such a feeling and bring it to full being, it'll turn into a great river whose waters and tributaries, tributaries will never run dry. right? It'll turn into a great river whose waters and tributaries will never run dry. But if we do not expand these feelings, they will disappear without ever having seen the light of day. It's amazing, right? This is Mamisha. Uh, yeah, this is very much. If we don't expand these feelings, they will disappear without ever having seen the light of day. What kind of feelings is he referring to? Everyone that's in this, guys, louder. negative feelings that you don't really want to feel, like you feel like sadness or sorrow. Not Dafka. I think not Dafka. I'm huh? not saying Dafka, but that's what one. That's what it initially touched me was that a lot of people don't want to go to feelings, and so we just let them pass by and we don't connect with them and we keep on moving because we want to keep it really shallow. That's moving. definitely part of, uh, of of what he's saying. But when I said not Dafka, is because we also we think that we deal with good feelings that come about, which we don't either. Um, but obviously, he's going to first address what you're saying, David. For instance. Sometimes a person feels an inner discomfort. He doesn't know whether he needs to eat or sleep or have a drink. This is the Piyasetz Nadeb is speaking. And I looked inside, what does it say? Ya'in Shechai, meaning it's not just a, a, a cool modern translation. The Rebbe says here, Ya'in Shechai, meaning sometimes that's what you feel. I, I feel something. Well, oh, what is this saying to me? It means I got to do something, either run to food, run to drinking. It's amazing. Then this feeling dissipates. But really... What, his, what he felt was his soul stretching forth a limb, desiring to have the joy of experiencing of a pure thought. We learned this inside a few months, a few weeks ago, where he said, do not ignore any, any hitorerut, uh, even a hitorerut gufani, don't ignore anything that comes into, and like, makes you feel something, anything, because the, he, what did he call them? Each feeling of awakening. Remember what the word he used? They, they are all the something to the soul, huh? Keys to the soul. Maftechot nefesh. Your memory is good, but your timing is a little bit off. <laughs> but really, what he felt was his soul stretching forth a limb, desiring to have the joy of experiencing of a pure thought. Sometimes a person has a feeling of joy or the like since this feeling is not contained within a physical container because it's a limb extended by his pure soul, he doesn't know what it is and what he's feeling. What do you think he means by that? It's interesting. Ah, now it's English. <laughs> it's like, what, what, is he, what is he even saying in English? It's like, you know, some of our smicha tests were open book. We were so excited for the open test, the open book smicha exams. We didn't know... Where to even, how to even begin to answer those ones. The ones that were oral and the ones that were closed book, it was fun. Then we thought, okay, we have the open book, now we can answer them. It's interesting. You know to, when you're hungry, you know what you're supposed to do. And it doesn't have a language. Do you have a feeling of his or takes? Right. But you internalize that as I'm hungry. <clears throat> you internalize, no. Or, yeah, you, don't know, you think about a physical way to answer a, a spiritual. Awakening. This happens all the time. His soul is knocking softly and fluttering, but he drinks a vodka or does some other this worldly act. 
This does not calm the movements of his soul. He has only diverted and aroused his physical feelings to roar and thunder, but he did not hear the voice of his neshama. Wow. This is so beautiful, no? In the same way, the priests of Molech, who practiced child sacrifice, would beat on drums so that a father would not hear his son wailing amidst the flames. <laughs> you see why I wanted to do it in English today? I wanted to make sure this is like. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> you okay? You're losing it. Don't huh? breathe. <laughs> we should breathe. This I is heavy stuff. In, a similar way. <laughs> in the same way. <laughs> can we just have vodka here now? <laughs> so I can, that would help. Cause, like, no, because we're I thinking, where am I? Where am I, Mamish? Am I beating a drum loud enough so that I could avoid hearing the crying of my neshama? Yeah, is the vodka and the, like what? What in my life is the drum that's I'm dafka doing so that I don't hear what what I'm really crying about? Well, that's why in Yom Kippur, like we don't eat because we want to just hear ourselves. But you know what the Magid of Dubna said about that? My favorite mashal. He said dafka and Yom Kippur because you're supposed to really hear yourself. He says, you ever hear those people that get so into the alchet shchatan? He was like and they figure out the best area, where to hit it, at what manner, at what volume, at what density. He says, you know what that's like? He says, there used to be a village of people that there was unfortunately a lot of fires in this village. And they had, a, they had a te- this technique though that the, that the certain people that would see that a fire would begin would go outside and start playing a certain uh, 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 you know, tune on a drum. They hit the drum in a certain way to let everyone know that there's a fire going on. What happened is that people got so mesmerized by the, by the drumming that they would come out because the drumming got their attention only because they were mesmerized by the drumming. Meanwhile, their houses are burning down. So what's the mashal, the Magad of Dubna says? He says, even this, you could take this and completely miss the point about what that, you know, what that is. This is crazy. But forget, forget, but meaning Whatever. that's a vice. He's Whatever. saying, he's saying, yeah, calling it out a vodka as a vice is easy because we know, we know the guy runs for that's an easy thing. But there's a lot of other different vices that are legal that are even holy, and they're also not as loud. Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, YouTube, <laughs> oh, big time, all the time, big all the time, time. big that's time. That's probably the big. That's probably that's the biggest, Jeremy. Yeah. That's the biggest that's because much bigger than when that. you have the emotion. You just you put your head into something else. You take that energy in there. In there, the vices that we're using today are are all legal. I mean, a lot of them are legal, and a lot of them are. When I say holy, meaning you can hear your neshama cry in the name of holiness, run to shul to say tehillim. It doesn't cost anything. Nothing. You need to access vices. Right. It's cost. Sure. Nothing. Now it's nothing. Now you don't have to go anywhere. It's it's like 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 Jeremy's saying. It's really like right there in your hand. But he's saying here like, oh, what an exercise this would be. Where are we in the same way practicing molech, <laughs> not chas v'chshalim on our children, but on on our to avoid the hear the the, the sound of of our, of our child crying, of me crying, of the child in me crying. So is the only way meditation? Because even if running to say to him could be the drumbeat of Molech in some capacity, mm-hmm. then what's mm-hmm. the only way to hear it? It's just to stop? There is no only way, that's first of all. No, you tell me your process of living on the hilltop, that to me really speaks loudly. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you have a right now, like with all the, 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 the joking we make about it, you have this very rare and incredible opportunity to not run away from, from almost anything. I'm not claiming sainthood right now, don't worry, but I'm saying like... I now have klita and reception. Oh, no. So then, <laughs> so, okay, forget what I just said. It's done. It's still an opportunity, but it's hard. There, there, you know what? We all have the opportunity. It's called... It's, it's a cra- Listen, it's a crazy thing. And it's really, really hard. And it's mummish like the level of six-day war, but 
There's this button you swipe called airplane mode. <laughs> it's nuts. But it actually works. Yeah. Try it. Just as easy to press it again. I know, but to, to get your finger to do that is like as hard as moving a mountain. In the same way, the priests of Moloch who practiced child sacrifice would beat on drums so that a father would not hear his son wailing amidst the flames. A person's physical feelings are so loud that the quaking of his soul passes unnoticed and in vain. It's as though his soul suffered a miscarriage. <laughs> this is so, this, I don't, I don't know what to say to you guys. I've never, I've been, I'm so moved by these words. I'm so moved by these words, and I'm not, I'm not shy to say that I do, I'm, I do this all the time. I do this all the time. My neshama is screaming out to me, and I always think I have to get something done. And then my neshama will be quiet. It's about finishing a task. It's about if I just prepare that shear, if I'm just done with preparing. Or I always think that that's really what, if, if, I was, if, I was, if I didn't have any homework right now, then my neshama wouldn't be, wouldn't be quaking. And it's not true. But you, you relate to that? Very much. Yeah. yeah. Once that, that thing is off the plate. Then, then yeah. right, and it's not that. It's not, yeah, it's an Indian. You have to, you, you've got to do a homework. There's an assignment. You've got to do it. And, and I bless you to see it even more with, with Kinderlach. Is that, no, no, if I just finish, it, finish that with them, then, you know, then once I'll get them to sleep, then my neshama won't be, won't be aching anymore. No, then you have, then it's like, then it's even more dangerous. Why? Because then you have less of a drum. So then it's like, okay, so now I'm even more, uh, you know, exposed to that which is really happening. Like this whole, this whole, like painful, these painful paragraph is basically saying this, you know, Marley has this song, you're running and you're running and you're running away. Running and you're running and you're running away. Running and you're running and you're running away. You're running and you're running, but you can't run away from yourself. And he repeats that over and over again. Can't run away from yourself. Conscious, brother. Regarding this, our society proclaims to each member. That's the craziest thing is, sorry, yeah. is that he wrote this so long ago without this stuff. I don't... Your head could fall off today. Because the nature of, of man was, is always to, to, you know, that... Unbelievable. It's just more distracting today, but the nature of man is, is, didn't change. Yeah. And it's true, yeah, it's like, when is he writing this? 80 years ago? It's crazy. Yeah. And where? He's writing this in Krakow. This is nuts. Oh, he's in Poland in the 20s and 30s. This is crazy. But he, he's probably watching guys starting to Slip. drink more. Right? Right? He was holy holy, holy guys. guys. Yeah, holy guys. Holy guys. Starting to turn to the bottle and... Having the chimes. Yeah, having the chimes in a holy way, but really covering up. Covering up. Masking, masking the feel, dealing with the feelings. And they think the highest is if a bunch of guys can just drink together and start crying to each other. For bring in the, in the name of Kedusha. And the Piyasetna is saying, that's, that's still... Okay, it's, it's great to be together, but what, why does it always have to be about let's drink and be together? Could be. I don't know. Could be. So what's the proclamation? Regarding this, our society proclaims to each member... Know how to look. Huh? Know how to look. Know how to look at everything that's occurring within you and outside, and outside of you. Looking does not only refer to seeing some object, right? Look. It's rather a type of birth. We give birth to and bring forth something that we look at. We bring forth and give birth to its form until it becomes something that we can gaze upon. Okay, so Rav Cook writes in Oras Chuva, remember we, were, we, we learned this a long time ago, that real Chuva begins when I have enough guts to take that Avera, or that thing which keeps on messing me up, and put it on an easel, and have enough guts to look, look at it right in the eye. He says, that's where Chuva begins, when I have enough guts to do that.
And so we, when we, when we learn those kind of titles, we're like, what do you all, let's find, we're all, we're all into being real. It's in, it's in front of me all day long. No, no, no. What's in front of you all day long are things that irritate you. Parts of you that you don't maybe like so much. But the crying of the neshama, he's saying over here, you have to know how to look at it until you understand. What did he say over here? We bring forth and give birth to its form, meaning the crying. The crying has a form until it becomes something that we can gaze upon. Like if I asked each and every one of you right now, like Cliff did, can you detect your VC? Can you detect your victim consciousness? So what we did back when he was here was we had each person look at each other for what would seem like you know, an hour, but really it was just like two minutes, in order to bring out, to share, okay, what, what is that thing that we struggle with the most? And after a few minutes, so we went around in a circle and we kind of had something other than Yoni Joseph who spoke about, he said his, his VC is Anochi and Ani. Remember, he was talking about something so mind-boggling, huge. But most of us were speaking about, okay, it's this Indian, it's this Indian, right? Piyasesna here is saying, part of Bnei Machshavatova, the proclamation is, you're going to know how to look at things until they become a form that you can gaze upon. It doesn't just mean that you have enough guts to look at it, it's that you have enough chokhmah, this inner bina, how to look at things that are crying inside of you until you can mamish call it what, what it is. You could, you could call it straight out what it is. You can, you can detect it. You could, and, and, and in this manner, labeling is actually very good. You could label it, meaning you can say, this is what it is. I know how to look at it. When you have a feeling, you must look. You must bring forth a form of the feeling and look at that form. Sometimes minor feelings flit through a person and are lost because he's unable to look at them. But more than that, entire mitzvahs flash by him, returning to where they came from. He can feel what was within him, but he's incapable of focusing, <clears throat> imaging, and knowing what he felt. For instance, he cannot tell how his feelings on the eve of Yom Kippur differ from those of Rosh Hashanah or from those on the eve of Passover and so forth. So what is he, what is he trying to say over here? It's the shallowness. And you're and you're and we're okay with that also, yeah. which is so scary. Like we're okay with. Yeah, we're we're Not only are we okay with it, we're mamish. We could walk around saying we're 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 malachim that we're kings. He's saying over here, it's amazing. Like the feeling of Yom Kippur is no different to you than Chatzah is a little bit different because the the nigun is a little bit different, right? Like the outer thing is a little bit different, but what's going on inside of you, he's saying there's no difference because they're flowing on a very shallow level inside of you. And before you even have a chance or, or a ratzon to figure out what it is, they're gone. It's done. And I'll give a great example. This is Mamesh to make us feel so amazing right now. Can anyone explain one word what they felt this morning in Shachas? should know that that's really the way it should be. Very much so. But not just, I mean, even go back in the Gemara, Chassidim Rishonim, Ayushayim, Shah Achas Lifnei Atfilach. You know, the pious men of, 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 of back in the day, they would spend an hour preparing to be able to, 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 to be able, basically, to identify and to look at what was going to happen to them when they'd be engaging in conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So in the past, when we've learned like this, we've always kind of laughed it off about ourselves and we said, look how much we're full of it and and, and, and move on, right? And uh, we don't live in that world anymore. But it's, it's like, it's becoming clear that, we're, you know, Baruch Hashem, we're doing great. We're doing amazing. Are you kidding me? We're doing amazing compared to where we started from, but you know, if we want to be 
if we want to get into this, which I know we all want to, because we would all love to be able to answer the calling of the child screaming, being shafted. Being shafted. So it's calling, and we don't know yet how to address that, that screaming, and we keep on just bearing it aside, or claiming that it's just, we're just distracted by other things that are in our life. Well, it's like, it's our focus. Like, when I have a meeting, I prepare for it. Here I'm meeting with Hashem, and I just jump out of bed, or don't even jump out of bed, and just, but I wouldn't do that for a I meeting. wish we jumped out of bed. No, I wouldn't, I'm saying I don't. I, right. For a meeting, I wouldn't be like doing a million different things and just show up to a meeting. That's because you see the direct benefit that might come from the fruits of a meeting. Right. Right? And that's all this world stuff. But, but, I, but I guarantee you, once you taste tshuva and the direct benefits that your own lives have, from preparing for a meeting like you would for something that would give you guilt, you can't get enough of it. You'll just want to, you know, constantly immerse yourself more and more and more in the preparation so that you can figure out what you're feeling. Just look, call it what it is. It's really scary that not, no one here was able to explain anything that they felt on an awakening level when we just came out of shul. Now, I want to just emphasize something. I don't say this to make us feel bad at all. Chas v'shalom. I'm saying this to, that, to honor what we're learning. Great. It's still this category. Great. Yas said not one thing. What I meant, like what you were saying, is is there anyone that could like give a one word of like a connection? That's what I was thinking connection they had, you know. So that's what Toby's saying. That's what Toby's saying. What about take Shabbos Davin? Where did you leave Sean on Friday night? Right. What did you you feel? That would be a different response. Yeah, but you'd say, psh, it was so high. high. Right? That's one level higher than that. That's very vague. Yeah, but that's very vague. Okay. Meaning it's still, it's so high. Tomorrow morning we're going to go have the highest holiday. Right? What are we going to feel? What's that? Now we're doing preparation for tomorrow's meeting. That's very good, yeah. But you know how much distractions you're going to have from now till tomorrow morning's meeting? I personally, before I started <laughs> Shmore before the message got to I, I take a, a few seconds or as long as it takes, and I, I, I breathe, make sure that I can really focus on That's what I'm say before I, I start. Sometimes I don't start for 20, 30 seconds. Wow. That's, a That's beautiful. Be, yeah, it doesn't always last past my game of Raham, but, but at least I, at least I'm able to. But that's huge. You have to, you have to work. It. I can say honestly, I had a great experience of moving out of the community this year. Whatever that means. Thank you. <laughs> great to have you back. Moving back, and my appreciation of being here every time I step into this shul. Thank God, and and just and you know. Sometimes that's what it takes. No one should have to do that. But I can say honestly that my appreciation is... Do you feel like you know how to look better now? I, what do you mean by that? You look beautiful. Yeah. Know how to look at everything that is occurring within you and outside of you. Do you think you're able to look at the things that are happening to you Much inside of you? Yeah. Yeah. You. yeah, David. This is like a... Well, this seems it's definitely connecting back to play. It always does. My question is, if I understand it right, like because we we don't pay attention to these feelings, these emotions that we get, and so we don't really we don't really connect to the actual feeling. Is it trying to say that like we get this feeling, whatever it is, and now if I can feel it and identify what it is, now I can start to say, oh. I've had this feeling before, this exact same feeling here, 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 and here. But with me, I always feel like maybe my life is just this isolated. There's isolated circumstances that make me feel a certain way, and I don't feel I don't feel that they're related. But when I heard Cliff say, he was saying, "No, you gotta like feel the feeling, and and really identify, and then oh, this is the same one." that I've had here, and that I've had here, and I've had here. Is that where this is trying to take us? It could be, but it may, it may I mean, I agree with that. It, it really, even though you might feel like a bunch of very random, isolated movements of the soul, or memories of the soul, 
really, it's just that you, we haven't been able to detect anything that we're feeling, so they seem like sporadic, random, isolated moments, but really there's, there's a pattern of the neshama. Yeah. I think he says here, when you know how to look at what you're feeling and what's going on with you, then you'll be able to see, oh my God, that's exactly why, I, why, why that period of life was so difficult for me. Oh my God, and that's exactly why my tendency is to be drawn into here. And I know that that's good for my soul. So I'll choose to surround myself with good things for my neshama. But I don't even know, it's not only that I, I, I don't know how to detect the bad, I also don't even know what's good for me. Because I don't, because I don't know how to look at what's happening inside of me. Right? There's one thing, is like I don't know how to stay away from bad. Said a lot of us fall into that, but then there's the whole other thing is, I don't even know how to choose what's good for me. I don't know how to bring myself back to the places in life that have worked for me, that are good for me. Because to me, my feelings are not even in an alphabet. I don't even understand what they are. I don't understand. I know it feels good, but I don't know, you know, I know it feels good, but that's not enough. I know it feels good. It's not enough for the development of the neshama, of the body, and the neshama being in the body in this world. Again, when you have a feeling, you must look. You must bring forth a form of the feeling and look at that form. It's very interesting what he said over there. So therefore, he ends off this paragraph. Therefore, I advise you, teach yourself to look. Okay, so what does that mean? How would, we, how would you give yourself an answer how to teach yourself how to look? Based on everything we've learned so far in the Bia Setzner, in the Bnei Machshava Tova. Tone the drumming down. How do you do that? He's about to use Okay, no. I think that's the I think it's, to I think, so many of I do issues. too. I do too. That's, well, that's one. Does that imply also talking to Hashem? Yeah. Isn't, could that not also be a drumbeat? What about just silence? Part of it. Yeah. Part of these bodhidus should also be silence. Yeah. Let's also to look at each situation you're in and stop and think, how is this meant to bring me closer to Hashem? Give an example of something that's going to happen to you in the next two hours that you would, or anyone in here, that you have to do today, whether it's mowing a, mowing a lawn, convincing a German nun to give you $5,000, whatever it is. <laughs> or, 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 or whatever it is, right? <laughs> whatever it is. Euros. That you, Euros. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> or whatever it is, or talking to the school psychologist again about my child who's causing havoc in the school. Okay? Again, for the 18th time this week. Or going through the same argument with your wife that you think you've solved 15 times and you've realized already it no, makes no sense to go back into that argument. Apply. Can I just tell over something that my 12-year-old said to, to Jess, that Abby said to Jess sure, sure. I don't know what prompted her to say it, but she turned to Jess while she was driving her home from school and said to her, Mommy, you know, I want you to know even when you're doing things like loading and unloading the dishwasher, all of those are mitzvot. Everything you're doing is a mitzvah, is a connection to Hashem. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's everything that you do. It's definitely for, possible. For me, I, 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 I mean, I connect to the fact that I'm no, I'm about, I want to make something clear. We're not speaking about realizing that everything's about Hashem, we're, 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 and we're, that's absolutely divine to live like this. We're speaking about addressing our souls for a second. Of, of li- how do you listen? How do you look at what's going on inside of you? It's, it's everything Cliff said about, about it's an opportunity. So I'm going back to the school psychologist, which does not feel good. It just it feels uncomfortable and unpleasant. And looking at that and embracing it as an, an opportunity for a There's a message here. I'm going back to the school psychologist because maybe I need to like be humble. Maybe I need to see my kid in a different light. Maybe I need to be able to see myself and go back to my inner child. I, I don't know, but you have to be able to like think along those right. along those lines. Right. Aren't those distractions like to think where is it taking me? Like what am I supposed to do with this? Or just feeling it? It's making me nervous and just feeling that nervousness. Okay, so let's say you feel the nervousness. He's talking about the schlav. Whatever, 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 whatever. This is an opportunity. Just, 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 just feel it. Just feel it. Just embrace it. Just 
with the with the todaa uh, that this is going to come. I'm saying you're just distracting myself. Where's what, what what is the job of this thing? Maybe it's also drums. That's what I'm saying. Right? Uh huh. Interesting. Interesting. I moved a couple sparm onto my desk recently so that when I feel this urge to distract myself with Twitter or Facebook, I open up the safer instead. Mm-hmm. It's still, but that's still a drum. But I'm channeling it through through learning. No, it's be, it's beautiful, but it's still running. It's still we're we're not speaking. Of, I have to be clear. We're not speaking about how to overcome distractions. We're speaking about how to address the core. the core of it. That's still it's gewalt, Don't get me wrong, but it's still outside. That's still saying. I have a distraction, so I have a safer that can come distract me. Our lives are full of distractions. What we're speaking about is know how to look. Know how to look at what? Know how to pay attention to the pulse of your neshama. How about catch yourself? Maybe it starts off like this. Catch your vice. Catch your vodka. What, what is your vodka? What is your food? What is your drink? What is your Just whatever it is? Previous chat, Yeah. Seems to me like he's saying, listen to yourself. So, like when you're going to school psychology, that makes you feel <coughs> or anxious. Right. And keep those. Yeah, like to work like through it with like Cliff has taught us. But get to a point where, when you're taking your daughter to the park, yeah, and you feel amazing, you feel you're you're proud of yourself. Feel like you're being a great dad and spending time with your kid. Figure out what that feeling is. Tap into that feeling, and real and and be able to say, as an example, leave on a Friday night, and say to yourself, "I feel the same way." Right. This is good for me. And this is good for me. And this is good for myself. This is this is where I want to bring. This is where I want to lead myself back to. Right. And that and the more you kind of put the those things in a box or in a right. No, no, no. It's it's don't don't be nervous that, to say box that, today. That you'll be you'll find yourself saying everything else is stuff. Right. Yes, there's just that are important to get by every day. Right. But you're at least I think that by understanding what the tools that you need to get to that point of being in that category, you'll I think I hope you'll be able to do saying, both. Yeah. To bring the stuff. Figure out ways to yeah. make that fit into the category of. Uh, no. I think it's safe to say, it, but everyone here can say, do any of do do all of us know more or less what feels good for us in a holy way? Yes. Can anyone here say they don't know what feels good for them? A place they, they bring themselves to and they don't know, they have nowhere that they could say, I bring myself to this place and it's good for me, that nothing's good for me, I don't know what's good for me, I can't detect any place that's good for me. Or can each of us more or less say that bringing ourselves to a certain place is good for us? Is there a static place that exists or could there be a place that's good for us and if we overuse it and go there too much and hang out there, then it actually stops being good for us? If it's real and holy, then no. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because that place can never stop being good for you if it's where the neshama feels at home. What's that? Who's the machom? Who's the machom? Who's the priest? It's the machom, the place, right? The machom, yeah. Yeah. Who's the machom? Hashem, ha-machom. It's, uh, it's very good. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. Hamakom. If, if you can figure out that these places is, is this, is are a pl- all one and the same, right? It's the ultimate destination we gotta get to. This without one Biden. Can you give an example for you? Yeah, I'll give you an example of a place that's not good for me to be at. That I've rarely had good experiences there. Okay, and it just happened to me again yesterday. Uh, two days, uh, Sunday. For me, going to the Tachana Merkazit is never, ever good. Tachana Merkazit Yushalayim. Now, for my, for my soul. Okay? And every time I go there, I struggle so much trying to understand why is it 
that I get very anxious and nervous. By the way, this is very weird, but it reminds me of something that, you know, that Neil Young, when he was younger, he used to suffer a lot from uh, seizures. He has a... Epilepsy. Uh, he has epilepsy. And, and basically, all Buffalo Springfield shows would end with a, 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 a Neil seizure. That's how the shows were, would end for a while. That's why when he went to the doctors back then, they asked him, do you, do you fool around with acid and stuff? He said, no. He said, good, because you... That, that, that'd be your, you'd die. Your, your body, you, you can't handle these kind of things. Not that he was such a tzaddik and other things, but you know what I mean. He used to say that when he'd go to supermarkets, he'd start have, having panic attacks. From all the different colors and different varieties of different things, of different foods and different stuff. I have something similar that when I go to a place that has so many different stores and so many different options and even if I'm hungry in the morning when I get breakfast, I start thinking all these different thoughts of well, if I go here, will I still be hungry there? Or if I go to that bookstore, will I like that book that I buy? Or if I go... For somehow for me, the more options that I have, it's not good for my soul. It's just not good for my soul. Some people, it's, they feel very open. So for me... Until I address the core of that issue, because I don't even understand what I just said, I just know it's a feeling that I have, but until I'm willing to put that right in front of me and deal with it, the Tachanam Merkazit, the central bus station in Yerushalayim, is not a good place for me. It doesn't mean it's not a good place. It's not good or it's not bad, it's neutral. But I was asking about, you said, is there a place to go to that's holy, that's, and I said, well, could that no, no, be? No, not that's holy, that's good, you said. Okay, fine. Well, could there be a place that's good for you that becomes bad for you at a certain point? Of course. Overused it? Getting high. Smoking weed. Of course. And it's like a personal. I'm saying like... <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't try to point you out. I'm just saying... I'm just saying... I, no, no. You just, no, no. That's why you said good. I said good in... I said if it's holy then it can't stop being holy. Okay. You understand? Kedusha is Kedusha. A good feeling that's not holy can, can stop, can, can end, just like with drinking. It's a good feeling, but it can end. With Dveikas, Dveikas doesn't end when it's real. Dveikas, being... Davuk, being... And that's viceless, right? That's mamish viceless in, the, in, in its core. You can always go to that place. Huh? You can always go to that place if it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's feelings that... Like how do we separate feelings that are coming from my soul and just feelings that are... You can say everything is coming from my soul. Right. But, but there's things that I could point, like that is... Okay, me walking in town makes me nervous because I've been there like a hundred people, so it just makes me right. It's not my soul crying. Whatever, I guess it is. Well, it is, but I'm saying there's not. Everything not is a place. It's just like right, right. It nothing. Makes me nervous. I'm not talking about kedusha or non kedusha right now. We're just talking about detecting our feelings. Uh, but like I said, techanam kazit is not holy. It's not chol. It's it's irrelevant. It's what I'm feeling in certain places. But everything is a key to the neshama. Every feeling that you have is an, is an opportunity to understand yourself better. Why do you sweat in certain areas? You know, what, what, what happens to us in certain areas? Or why do I feel good talking to that person? So maybe I, I, sh I should go to places if they, feel, if they make me feel good or bad. It doesn't make a difference. So just like, hey, hey I Get to use know these keys. So, so let me just hang out in town all day and feel nervous and just try. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm saying, I think there has to be. Here's all my keys. I understand what you're saying. No, we're not saying that. Because eventually, eventually, the more you know yourself, the more you, you're going to want to be good to yourself and you're going to understand what that means. You're going to understand, you're going to get to know yourself, you're going to get to know what's good for yourself, and you're going to want to be good for yourself. Now, all of us right now want to do good for ourselves. The problem is, we mostly don't know what that means. On a Ratzon level, of course we want, to do, we want to be good to ourselves. We want to treat ourselves right. We want it to be good. But we don't understand the meaning of that, of that statement. I one, one second, and you understand more what that statement means, the less you ignore 
any awakening that happens to you. Because everything is a mafteach, everything is an arrow to get you, to, to point you back on your, on your makom. Look, let, not, like, let's just be really real right now. This always, kimat, always feels good for me, us being together, right? It always feels good for me. So I have to make sure, no matter what I'm feeling, now that doesn't mean that there are mornings that the last thing I want to do is to sit here. I'm exhausted, I have a million things to do, and, and I can't imagine you know, another session of going deep, but what do I remember? That when I allow myself to go back to that space, it feels good. And that's where I want to be. So you see, even when we know what's good for us, we don't always want to be there. In fact, most of the time, we don't want to be there. That's the Yetzirah. Rivarian says that the greatest challenge is to want what you want. Yeah. yeah. You know, my That's wife, very deep. My yeah. wife tells me, and it's true, but she recognizes when I come from here and go home. Mm -hmm. She and calls it. Yeah. I bring something with me, yeah. and I'm happier. Right. And I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm happier. So she says, go learn. Because I'm <coughs> out of here taking a lot of, uh, I don't know what, energy, the learning, the love, you know, the whole thing right now. And I become, it, it helps make my day, it helps set the tone for my day. Hmm. So, uh, it's beautiful. Baruch Hashem. Let's just, go, let's just go one more paragraph here, okay? In general, be the kind of person who seeks God everywhere. Perhaps you'll find God, who hides himself in the holiness of his glory. When you seek him, you will find him. And where will you find him? In yourself and in everything around you. This is so beautiful. A person that's willing to go inside and not ignore what he's feeling inside, will eventually find the makom in his makom. Tom, it's great what you said. His makom, your space where you're at, becomes the makom. That exactly, that's exactly where Hashem is. So think about this right now. Think about what's bugging you right now more than anything. All right? What's bugging you right now more than anything besides maybe my voice, right? What's irking? What's, what's driving you crazy right now? Emuna means that in that place, you will find Hashem. That, if you're, if you're going to look, if you're willing to seek, like we said on Shabbos, that word, if you're willing to seek and look, then in that exact place that right now is driving you crazy, right? you eventually, you have to understand, Emunah means that is probably where Hashem <coughs> is revealed to me the most. It doesn't mean it feels good. It'll just mean, it'll, it'll, it doesn't mean that it feels great to go through that process at all, doesn't it at all. But he says, be the kind of person who seeks God everywhere. That in everything that I'm doing, I could be doing dishes. <coughs> I could see HaKadosh Baruch Hu there. To attain this end, you must abjure haste for a hasty person cannot come to understanding Ooh, patience 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 remember what he said to us on sunday a little bit of effort with consistency don't think that if you pull it full on right now that that'll make it happen because you're showing up you know with more like, with with more of you he says no 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 on the other hand be careful that your deliberation that your laziness does not lead it to the opposite, to lethargy and, and depression. <laughs> but this is Mamashit. A little bit of effort every day, consistency of a little bit. He's giving us very good guidelines. That's why this will help us, because sometimes we run out of sheer and we say to ourselves, if I don't get it today, it means that this whole thing is just, I'm just messing with my mind, enough with this, and, and, and I know many of you have felt that over the years, and that's okay. He's giving us very clear guidelines to say, listen, it's both. You have to, the frenzy, I am the manic, that thing, no, that, that's not going to work. But also to say, since, the, since I shouldn't go all for it now, 
whatever. What? Hashem doesn't want me to push my... No, 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 no. It's both. It's either way. Meaning it's, it's got to be a, a balance of both, of both places. But eventually, Amuna really, I mean, Amuna means that that thing that's driving us you know, the most, right now, don't ignore it because probably, most probably, that'll be the place. That'll be the place where you find all that you've been looking for and it's nowhere outside. It's all in here. I have people that go, and I have friends that have gone Rebbe hopping for many years. You know what Rebbe hopping is, right? He'll fix me, he'll fix me, he'll fix me. He'll fix me. Huh? Is that like looking? No, an actual Rebbe. Not heter shopping. Soul fixing shopping. Soul fixing shopping. Mamish. That's going to fix me. Some guy reached out to me recently. He said to me, I think I can really fix my soul with you, with you guys. So I said to him, I don't know if you want to come. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to come to us because you might, your soul might get much more damaged when you realize the work that it comes with. You don't go to somewhere like... You said your soul might get more damaged? Yeah. Or you might see that your soul is more damaged than you think. Meaning, that, that's what I meant. No. <laughs> that's important to say. No, no, no. no. He, 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 he got it. We're on the same page. Meaning, you know what I mean? People go soul-fixing, rebbe-hopping. And that is something that you can run, but you can't hide. You know, you just you can keep on running... Eventually, the, the Rebbe that really fixes you is the one that explains to you and c- convinces you that if you do the work on yourself, you'll find it. That's the real Rebbe. And then, the, then there's a pri- price to pay. He stops being that, you know, that Rebbe to you because he just he set you on your way. He set you on your way. Then he becomes a real, real Rebbe to you. But not the way that we refer to as like Rebbe that needs his chassidim to always come to him all the time. He gives you the tools and he gives you enough confidence that you have the answer. Whenever I go to Rav Bravinder, my Rosh Yeshiva, I go to him with a, like some, in, some deep questions. I always have the same response while I'm beginning to sit by him. I get very irritated and nervous because I feel like he's not answering me. Till I realize that by the end of the session, he's always shown me that I know what the answer is. I just didn't know how to articulate it. And it's the same, the PSS there is saying it's the same exact thing here. Don't come on the trip to Uman to fix your soul. Come to the trip to Uman because the Dibuk Chaverim, that, that it brings out, the, the, the friendships that come out of the trip, and the trust in each other that you could do it, that's in, in, the, in the midst of very holy places, holy sparks in the most disgusting countries in the world. That's what we're doing. So there's a lot of work here, and we're going to continue in the English also next time we meet because I want to finish this whole paragraph in English. It's very, very strong. I'll hold on to the pages, okay? Whatever you'd like.